the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. When God came down on Mount Sinai to give the Ten Commandments, they didn't see God. They didn't see His form. They only heard His voice. And that was intentional by God. God does not want his people worshiping some physical form. He wants his people obeying his voice. Would you rather read a book or watch the movie version of the book? To read a book and understand what it is trying to tell you, you must pay attention to every detail. That is not the case when you watch the movie. The person who created the images for the movie may have left out or added to what the words actually say. In today's message, Pastor Dan shows us why the second commandment tells us to read or listen to God's Word, rather than be distracted by an image that is someone's idea of what he says. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 32 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And notice Lord is in all capital letters in your Bible. Tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. They are not worshiping a different God here with this golden calf. They're not like now we're worshiping Baal or now we're worshiping Molech. Let's just switch gods. No, they're still worshiping Yahweh, Jehovah. The golden calf represents Jehovah to the people. That's why he says in verse 5, tomorrow is a feast to Jehovah. And so they created this golden calf to represent Yahweh, to represent Jehovah. Now, where do they get the idea of a golden calf from? The Egyptians. Remember, they were in Egypt for 400 years. The Egyptians worshipped calves. And so what did the children of Israel do? They borrowed the image of a golden calf from the Egyptians to worship their God, Yahweh. Now, the Egyptians, they worshiped calves because calves were, you know, strong. Uh, You know, think of ox or oxen. The Israelites used a calf to represent the strength of the Lord, the strength of Yahweh, who delivered them from their bondage in Egypt and brought them through the Red Sea and brought them through the wilderness. And so now they have this golden calf that represents Jehovah. And they use this image that they got from heathens to worship Yahweh. And so they're worshiping the right God, but they're doing it in a wrong way. And they're violating the second commandment. They're not violating the first commandment. 
They don't have a different God. They still worship Jehovah. They've got the right God, but they're worshiping him in the wrong way. Notice what verse 6 says. Then they rose early on the next day, offering burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. Now that phrase, rose up to play, it means they engaged in sexual immorality together as part of their worship of Yahweh, of Jehovah. Again, that's what the Egyptians did in their worship. The Egyptians engaged in sexual immorality as part of the worship of their gods. And here, the children of Israel, they copy the practices of the Egyptians to worship their God. Now, if you remember, in the Bible, Egypt represents what? The world, right? And so what are they doing? We could say the Israelites copied the world to worship God. Anytime we copy the world to worship God, we violate the second commandment. If we use worldly music and worship or secular music and worship. Or if we use worldly methods as part of our worship, we violate the second commandment. The right God, but the wrong way. Using the ways of the world to worship God. Deuteronomy chapter 12 in verse 29 This is Moses speaking to the children of Israel. He says, when the Lord your God cuts off from before you the nations which you go to dispossess and you displace them and dwell in their land, the land of Canaan, take heed. He's giving them a warning. Take heed to yourself that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you And that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, well, how did these nations serve their gods? I also will do likewise. You shall not worship Jehovah, your God, in that way. For every abomination to Jehovah, which he hates, they have done to their gods. For they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. They sacrifice their children. Here's what he says. When you come into the land, you've conquered the land. You've displaced the Canaanites. Do not inquire about their gods. Do not ask, well, how did they serve their gods? What did they do to worship their gods? We'll do the same thing. He says, no, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. What they do is an abomination. To me, look at verse 32. Here's how you're going to know what to do to worship God. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. And you shall not add to it or take away from it. In other words, you need to do what I tell you to do in my word. This is how I want you to worship. Not like the nations you're going to displace. Don't worship the way they worship their gods. Don't copy them. You do what I tell you to do and I command you to do. And my words, you be careful to observe it and don't add to it. Don't say, okay, well, we'll worship Jehovah the way that he tells us to in his word. And we'll also do this thing that they do to worship Baal. We'll add that in. Or, and don't take away from my commandments. Well, here God tells you this and you say, well, I don't think we need to believe that. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Now, 
we find another example of worshiping the right God in the wrong way. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, the children of Israel, they went to war against the Philistines and they brought the Ark of the Covenant with them into battle. You guys remember the Ark of the Covenant, right? The box with the cherubim that I mentioned a moment ago. You at least remember Raiders of the Lost Ark, the movie, right? They're looking for the Ark of the Covenant in that movie. Well, the children of Israel, they go out to war against the Philistines. They bring the box with them. They bring the Ark of the Covenant with them, believing that by having the Ark with them, God will give them a victory in the battle. They brought the Ark of God with them into the battle, but not the God of the Ark with them into the battle. They treated the ark like it was a good luck charm. And as long as we've got this ark with us, there's no way we can lose. We just got to bring the ark with us. They've got the right God, but they're worshiping him in the wrong way. And we can be guilty of doing the same thing. For example, we can treat a cross necklace as some kind of good luck charm. God's going to protect me. That there's some kind of power in that necklace that I'm wearing and God's going to protect me because I've got my cross necklace on. That's the second commandment that you're violating. We find another example here in 2 Kings chapter 10. There's a king named Jehu. And when Jehu becomes king, he completely eliminates Baal worship from Israel. Baal's another god that the Canaanites worship. And the children of Israel were given over to the worship of Baal. And so Jehu, he decides when he becomes king, he's going to get rid of Baal worship, the worship of other gods. In fact, in 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 20, he proclaims a solemn assembly for Baal. What he does is he tricks the people and he tells them, we're going to have this big celebration worshiping Baal. So if you're a Baal worshiper, make sure you show up this Saturday at 10 a.m. And what he was really doing is he was gathering all of the people that worshiped Baal together so he could execute them. Pretty smart. And so that's what he does. And he convinces all the people, hey, we're going to have this big celebration worshiping Baal. If Baal's your God, please come out, join us. All the people gather there at the temple of Baal. They're there worshiping Baal. And he sends his troops in just to execute them. And then he tears down the temple of Baal. He cleans house, completely removing Baal worship from the land of Israel. So Jehu, the king, enforced the first commandment. He removed foreign gods from the nation. You shall have no other gods before me. He got rid of the foreign gods. But then in 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 29, after he removes all the Baal worship, however, Jehu did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin. That is from the golden calves that were at Bethel and Dan. Jehu got rid of Baal, but he allowed the sacred cows to remain in Israel. He allowed the golden calves to stay at Bethel and Dan. Why? Because the golden calves didn't represent other gods to the people of Israel. They represented Jehovah. They represented the God of Israel. So Jehu allowed the golden calves to remain. He enforced the first commandment, but he allowed the people to break the second commandment. 
The first commandment forbids false gods. The second commandment forbids false worship of the true God. God does not want us to make an image of any kind to aid us in our worship. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 12, Moses speaking to Israel says, When the Lord spoke to you and gave you the Ten Commandments, you heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. When God came down on Mount Sinai to give the Ten Commandments, they didn't see God. They didn't see his form. They only heard his voice. And that was intentional by God. God does not want his people worshiping some physical form. He wants his people obeying his voice and obeying his word. So they saw no form at Mount Sinai. They saw no form of God. They only heard his voice. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. In John chapter 4, verse 24, listen. John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus said, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and what? Truth. God is spirit, so you have to worship him in spirit. It's a spiritual thing, but you also have to worship him in truth. And what is truth? The word of God is truth. Jesus said in John chapter 17, thy word is is truth. And so we must, when we worship God, we must worship God according to the truth that is revealed to us in the Word, in the Scriptures, in the Bible. If we do not worship God according to the truths of the Bible, well, then we make for ourselves our own God. And we violate the second commandment. We have the right God but we worship him in the wrong way and we make our own God. It's interesting that when we create our own God, the God we create always agrees with us. We create a God who agrees with our sinful lifestyle and condones our behavior. Isn't that convenient? We create a God, listen, we create a God that is conformed to our image. Instead of us being conformed to his image. That's what the second commandment's all about. And this, listen, this is very prevalent today. Especially among younger people. This is very prevalent today. Don't think, well, I don't have any carved images set up in my living room that I'm bowing down and serving. 
So the second commandment doesn't really apply to me. There are many people who name the name of Christ, who profess to be a Christian, but are not following the Jesus of the Bible. They believe in a Jesus that fits their own fancy and their own lifestyle. And so you will hear people say, and you've heard people say things like, I believe in a God who accepts everyone just the way that they are. Or I believe in a God who celebrates who I am. Or I believe in a God who doesn't condemn me for the way that I am. I believe in a God who doesn't condemn my behavior. Or how about this one? I believe in a God of love. And a loving God would never judge people. Or a loving God would never send people to hell. I don't believe in a God of judgment. I believe in a God of love. I believe in a God who affirms who I am. I believe in a God who is inclusive of all people and accepts everyone just the way that they are. I believe in a God who would never tell someone that the way that they're living is wrong. And that sounds very wonderful, but that is creating a God in your own image. That's creating your own God. That's not the God of the Bible. The Bible says, let those who name the name of Christ depart from their iniquity. That we should repent of our sins. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creation. The old things pass away and everything becomes new. They have new life and Christ. You have people that profess Christ, who claim to be a Christian, who say, well, I don't believe there's a hell. I don't believe that Jesus is the only way of salvation. I believe all paths lead to God ultimately. You have people changing the meaning of words in the Bible and changing definitions of words. That 20 years ago, we all agreed what the words meant. But now people have different definitions. Even when it comes to the creation account in Genesis. You have people that say, well, the word day doesn't really mean day. And day can mean an age of millions of years. And God really used evolution. He didn't just create the heavens and the earth. What that person is doing is they're making the Bible agree with their position. Instead of making their position agree with the Bible. Or they say, well, the word hell doesn't really mean hell. It's not, you know, fire and judgment and wailing and gnashing of teeth. The word hell, when the Bible talks about hell, it's just figurative. Or judgment doesn't mean judgment. Or holy doesn't mean holy. I read that one today, that holy doesn't really mean holy, like we think holy means. Or I heard this one recently. Adam had both genders. And then God separated the female gender out of Adam. So Adam was transgender. There's churches teaching that. There's churches teaching that. Or that the word homosexual doesn't mean homosexual. It means prostitute. And it's not talking about, you know, homosexuals in a committed relationship. And so on and so on and so on. They're changing the meaning of words. People make a God that agrees with them and agrees with their position and affirms 
them and affirms their opinion. And again, this is very prominent today. It's very prominent among uh, progressive Christians, and I say that in air quotes. The word really is heretic, is what the real word is. You know, Paul warns us in Romans chapter 1 about those who exchange the truth of God for the lie. That's the second commandment. They're exchanging the truth of God for the lie. You have churches today, you have pastors today that intentionally do not speak about anything offensive to the congregation. And they want people always leaving with a smile on their face. And so they avoid talking about things like the cross. Some churches you never hear about the cross. Or you never hear about sin or judgment or hell or repentance. And they intentionally avoid those topics that might offend people. But by doing so, they don't give a complete and accurate picture of God. The God that is revealed in the Bible. They're not preaching the God of the Bible. They're preaching the God of their own imagination. You have other churches and pastors that preach health and wealth. And the prosperity gospel. That God wants you to be healthy and God wants you to be wealthy and, you know, positive confession. You just got to name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. Say it, don't spray it, right? Kind of thing. The prosperity gospel is not an accurate depiction of the God of the Bible. That is creating a God to your own liking. A God that is created in your own image. A God who wants you to be wealthy and healthy and successful materially. There are plenty of godly people who love Jesus who are not healthy and not wealthy. We have godly people in this church who have cancer, who love Jesus. It's a false gospel that breaks the second commandment. It's a God of your own making. You know, Paul warns us that in the last days, people will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and they will have a form of godliness. And that's what you see. It's a form of godliness. But really, they love pleasure more than they love God. And I could go on and on and on with other examples of ways people break the second commandment. But this is what really the second commandment is about. Remember, we talked about previously that there is, there's like the external meaning of the Ten Commandments, then there's the internal meaning of the Ten Commandments, how Jesus said, you know, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery, right? Or if you have anger towards your brother without cause, you've committed murder. And so there's this deeper meaning of the Ten Commandments, and this is the deeper meaning of the Second Commandment. Look at verse 5 again. The reason for the Second Commandment is because God is a jealous God. Do you see that in verse 5? The Lord your God is a jealous God. Now, the word jealous has a negative connotation in our culture today. Someone who is jealous is viewed as having, you know, an unhealthy attitude toward someone. But there is righteous jealousy, just like there's righteous anger. There's a right time to be angry. There's righteous jealousy as well. And God is a jealous God. God is, listen, he's not jealous of us. He's jealous for us. He asked- 
Have you ever had a moment where you feel you don't belong? Everyone here at Ring of Truth in Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, doesn't want you to experience that, so we'd like to invite you to come check us out. The next time you're near our home base in Columbia, Maryland, make sure to stop in and say hi. We understand how important a community of believers is in this crazy life, and we want to be that for you. So why don't you take the first step? And head on over to calvaryec.com for our Sunday service times and directions. Once you have the information you need, make plans to come join us as we grow together in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. Do you need prayer? We'd love to pray for you as well. We know that distance is a factor for some of our listeners, so if you can't be here in person, please pick up the phone and call us at 410-491-4592. Again, that's 410-491-4592. We look forward to hearing from you. Pastor Dan Sexton's verse-by-verse teaching of the Bible is straightforward and simple to understand. It's our hope that it not only has encouraged you, but has also challenged you to change those things that don't reflect the character of Christ. Our ultimate aim is to be more like Jesus, and sometimes that requires a little bit of heart surgery. It's not for the faint of heart. And God will use your life to touch others. So, thank you for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.